In today's episode, we're speaking to Elena Cicotelli. She helps service-based online entrepreneurs land new clients by leveraging proven sales systems with a pop of personality. She built her extensive background in B2B and B2C sales through bootstrapping a personal training company over six figures over the span of 10 years. She is an amazing entrepreneur. Let's find out about her journey as she changed her, changed her life to change her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And I'm so excited. We've got Elena Chikatelli. Hi, Elena. Hi, Gul. How are you? I'm really, really good. And by the way, did I pronounce your name correctly? <laughs> yes, that was beautiful. It was so melodic. It rolled <laughs> off the tongue. It was beautiful. Oh, wonderful. I have a habit of butchering names. I'm, I'm quite, I try to be careful, which is awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So Elena, we've just heard how amazing you are. Everybody knows how amazing you are. We're so excited to speak to you. So please tell everybody what it is that you do, Elena. Yes. Well, it's a, a kind of what don't I do right now in my career. <laughs> uh, so first and foremost, I am a sales coach. I help service-based entrepreneurs build their sales systems with a pop of personality, and also with a bit of realism and practicality. So I help you navigate all things sales and build out that sales system so you can actually build a profitable business. Um, I'm also the host of the Psygeek Central podcast. Goal was so gracious enough to be a guest on, on my show about a month ago, and that was fabulous. Um, I'm also a sales manager for Lyft, which is the for those of you that don't know, the competitor of Uber, so rideshare company. And I am in charge of three states of the mid-Atlantic region. And I uh, help dealerships with their transportation solutions by way of using Lyft. So I have a full-time job. I have my sales coaching business and I have the podcast. So uh, very busy these days. <laughs> I'd say, i say that's three separate things all in one, my goodness. And they're, they're all quite demanding as well, time-wise. And um, I think more than time, it's mental, uh, you know, your mental energy that requires going to each of them, which is amazing. Now, this is amazing where you are right now. So let's talk back and I remember I was having this conversation this is why I'm so excited to have you as a guest you have quite a journey getting to where you were to where you are now with your fingers in so many different pies so let's yes. start the back so let's start off with how did you get started I mean what was your you know tell us talk us through your journey well, I, I'll even take it as far back as college. So mm -hmm. I actually have my Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in dance. My dream was to be in a ballet company. Oh. Um, if you know anything about the uh, dance or theater world, it's very demanding, very yeah. competitive. Yeah. I um, So I went to school in New York City, got my degree. I was like, great. 
I'm going to be a ballet dancer. I'm going to be in a company. I auditioned. It was rejection after rejection, a whole like snowball of events happened. And I remember talking to my best friend and I said, I just, I'm feeling so tired of feeling bad about my body. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what about if you started helping people get into shape? And this was like back in like when the biggest loser was a big thing on NBC, right. like Jillian Michaels was like the go-to personal trainer. Like personal training was like very, uh, new and cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or it was like having a, it was having a moment. Personal training was having a moment. So I went and I got my certification as personal trainer. I was like, eh, okay. I don't really know what this is going to have. I ended up loving it. I ended mm-hmm. up loving personal training. I love the fact that I was able to help people change their, like legitimately change their lives. And it yeah. was so fulfilling to me. And I was like, why did I even how did I miss this? Like, how did I not know this was an option for me? So fast forward a couple of years, I was at a commercial gym. One of my clients said to me like, why don't you have your own business? Why don't you have your own personal training company? And I was like, well, I don't know. I've never owned a business before. I don't know what I'm doing. And he was like, well, I'll mentor you. Like I've I've done, you know, 10 different companies, sold the private equity, had some VC. I was like, what is a VC? Like, what is like so, so novice and so green. I I had no idea. Um, And also fast forward 10 years from there, that's where ended up being my husband, but that's another story. (laughs) Um, So from there, I started, I started my personal training company. I, um, and that was my first foray into entrepreneurship. I built it from the ground up. I was eager to learn. So not only was I building my customer base and that's where I'm like, really can help entrepreneurs in that, in that B to C space. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where I really built my bones. Like even to the point where I was like posting Craigslist ads for personal trainers. And that was back in the day when like SEO was kind of new. I was like blog mm-hmm. post every single day. Like I did YouTube videos for like, like it was, it was all organic. I never paid for a dime of advertising and we were rolling. Like we did like just phenomenally grew. I had a staff of 10 trainers. So I really scaled it as, as far as I I possibly could. And then it was like the inevitable I'm burnt out. Um, I don't know if this, this business model is right for me anymore. I tried to go to brick and mortar location, boutique fitness concept that absolutely imploded, blew up, I was devastated. All my savings went into this brick and mortar location, couldn't make it work. And then I was like, I just need to figure out where I'm, again, using my skills, growing, but not feeling like I need to be physically exhausted yeah. <laughs> doing my, my job. So, I'm going to stop you there for a second. So first yeah. of all, how does, you know, how do you work on your mindset to go from, you know, being an employee and as a personal trainer to actually setting up your own business? I know you said you had help on the way. But you still need to have this certain element of self-belief that I got, I can do this. I've got this. And if you've never had a business before, how does someone go from, you know, never owning a business to actually not just making the decision, but actually going in? And then obviously you, 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 you know, you were, you, you were able to have a lot of success with it, which is great. Congratulations. But that came later. And you, that in hindsight, it looks like the right decision. But when you're making that decision, you had no idea. So how did you get to that point? How did you work? How did you get your mindset around that? 
Yeah, that's such a great question. And uh, the answer to it is that it was in tiny baby steps and it wasn't, it didn't happen all at once where my mindset was great. And I was, I was doing daily affirmations. Like I can do this. It was baby steps. And I thought to myself, if I can be 1% better every single day at this, it's going to incrementally grow. Also too, in that first company, I was, I didn't have a plan B, which in my fifth company where I'm at right now, I have like plan C, D, E, and F, right? <laughs> so like I, there was no other, it was fail or starve, right? There was no other option. Um, and I don't think in that, in those beginning days, uh, that was something that was something that I had to really think about every single day, because it's like, if I don't do this thing, then I don't know what else I'm going to do. So there was an element of like this external um, and also internal pressure for me to like make it work, which is why I would, I would do like insane marketing, (laughs) like campaigns and like that ended up like some of them bombed and some of them worked really well. Um, so I had to think outside of what my current capabilities were. And I think you could also say like, I know growth mindset is a huge buzzword right now. I had no idea what growth mindset was back in 2007. Hmm. Yeah. We're talking like 2007, 2008. I didn't know what growth mindset was. So I think I was employing a growth mindset without knowing that I was, because I was, I was saying like, there's no other alternative. (laughs) Like I either grow and learn and do things or I, or I fail. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And I think sometimes that, you know, when you don't have the options, it's actually a good thing to be. You, you, it's either a swing, a sink or swim. And nine times out of 10, people with, with, with courage, they actually swim, you know, they learn to swim on the way, <laughs> on the way down, uh, which is sometimes works in their favor. I mean, I'd be one of those. So yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. All right. So moving on from there. So you gave up. So then once that, once you took it to brick and border and it just did, it just really didn't go down the route that you expected. Um, so how did you come out of the business? How did you leave that business again? How did you, because you know, when you have your first business, it's your baby. It's very difficult to let go and you're like pouring money into it. It's like you're beating a dead horse, but we, this, you're always just like, I can make it work. I can make it work. How did you make that decision of letting it go and moving on to something new? And also, how did you move on to something new? Because that kind of trauma is quite, um, quite horrific. It is. And I'm so glad you're bringing up this point because I was so blinded by my uh, just my complete immersion into this business. It completely blinded me. And I needed an outside perspective of, again, that business mentor that said, hey, this is not working and you need to stop because this is a money pit. And again, like my whole identity was wrapped around in my brand. Right. I was like, I don't know who I am without being a personal trainer. I don't know what else I can do. I didn't, and, and this was before I was even like, hey, you're really good at sales. Like you came up with all of these sales and you did like a hundred K your first year. Like you, I didn't recognize I was like, I am a personal trainer. Like that was my identity and I wrapped mm-hmm. it up into the into the brand. And that was very difficult for me to separate myself from the my company was called Trainer Diva from the Trainer Diva brand. Um so it took an outside outsider looking in with a fresh pair of eyes with 
a ton of business experience and said, this business model is not going to work for you because of all of these reasons. And I, and it took that for me to be like, okay, what's my next step? Let's like unwind this slowly. Because what ended up happening is I was trying to go from a one-to-one model. And I know a lot of online entrepreneurs can relate to this. I was trying to go to a one-to-one model, which was extremely lucrative. And I was trying to scale it out to more of like a group fitness group, Mm -hmm. you know, get all the people in, (laughs) get all the memberships, get all the, right. But, but I then realized the magic and the, the, the ups, sell and the the premium dollar that people were were paying us was because of the fact that we did one-to-one really well so we went back to that bread and butter mentality staff went where they wanted to go right it was very uh how you say uh transient (laughs) the uh personal training business there people did what they wanted to do unwound it. And then I just had like a core group of clients that I went back to, which kept me happy and allowed me to not only pay my bills and everything, but it would allowed me to plan out what my next steps were. Okay. So, and then what was your next business after that? What did you do? So after that, that's when I found the lift opportunity, which came out of complete left field. And I thought, well, I'm just going to like, I guess maybe start another business. At that time I did um, partner up and did another uh, text message SMS platform service that I was a part of, helped bootstrap that company. But this really interesting opportunity came around in 2017, which was Lyft. And I started out just like as an independent contractor, consultant, building up the uh, driver base, which was actually a whole lot of sales, <laughs> a lot of sales uh, mentality and sales processes and operations, which I was really good at. And then that kind of like did a lot of roller coastery things because that's what Silicon Valley tech firms <laughs> have you do, like all kinds of cartwheels. And then where I am now today is uh, under the Lyft business umbrella, which is, um, you know, sales and software as a service. So I, I took a chance on this weird like lift opportunity. I was like never in the transportation industry. I am, you know, a, a dancer with a personal training background, but I did know what I was doing. The common thread, and I think this will kind of resonate with your listeners, is like the common thread through all of those things was sales mm-hmm. and being good at fostering relationships. Mm. It's like the personal training client that I fostered the relationship that I helped, uh, you know, get off of her diabetes medicine is the same kind of fostering of the relationships with a service manager at a five rooftop dealership who needs a solution for transportation. So it's still the common theme. And again, when you're green and you're new and you're a novice at entrepreneur, you don't see how all of these weird things connect to each other until you're like in the game for a while. We're not talking about like, Oh, I just like came up with this, you know, uh, amazing skill set that I had like, this is years, (laughs) this is years of cultivating this talent. 
What I love about that is in all this time, you recognize the talent that you had. So maybe it's a different job. It's a different company. It's a completely different industry. But the core skills that you have, which you developed, actually, which was for sales, developed while you were a person, <laughs> personal trader. Um, no one could ever think you develop sales skills from being a personal trader. But you do. You do hone into skills. And I do believe, and I, I think I, can't remember, I wish I could give credit to the, to the author who said this, that you're selling every single day, every single person selling every single day. You're selling your ideas, you're selling your thoughts, even when you're speaking to your individuals like family and kids. As parents, I'm selling ideas to my children. So you hold in that skill and then you're able to use it when you came into a complete new industry. And that allowed you to absolutely do fabulously well here. But you have to recognize the skills you're developing on the way. This, which I love, you recognize the fact that you were amazing at sales at some point, maybe not initially, but at some point. There's loads of people who will be listening to this podcast and thinking, well, I don't know if I have any skills. I don't know if I've ever done that. How did you even recognize it? How do you go about recognizing, oh my goodness, I'm really good at sales. I know you have very big numbers, but how did it actually dawn on you that, I can I can harness that personal relationship with clients. I know how to bring that, you know that uh, you know service ship. You know the kind of skills I've learned about to dealing with clients and looking after them to a new industry, which is a skill set, by the way. It can be learned and it should be learned, and it's something that's applicable across the board across different industries. How did you pick that up? How did you learn that? I think it was um, surrounding with surrounding myself with people that were way smarter than me. Perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> way smarter than me. Like, and I always make it a point, like if I'm the smartest person in the room, I don't belong in that room. I need to be in a different room. I need to be in a room with people that I can constantly learn from. Mm. And I am a huge, huge believer. It's like, you are also made up of the people that you surround yourself with, the community of people mm. that you uh, that you check in with. Maybe if it's like, I don't know, once a month, you check in with someone else who's who's also building a business, someone who's 10, 15, 20 steps ahead of where you are, um, and then can shed some light on your situation. Because I think as we, especially now, we're in this hyper virtual world where we're all yearning for that connection, that, that community. It's so, so important to reach out for help. And like you were, you can get really, really stuck in your head. And then to your point, like I, I would probably be stuck and, and not recognize the, the potential in what my next step would be, or I wouldn't have the, um, where I had blinders on, right? I couldn't like expand my my thinking or expand, uh, I think they call it exponential thinking, expand my horizons into like, wow, this could actually parlay nicely into this other new thing. It's always surrounding yourself with people who are have that growth mindset and can also give you valuable feedback. And like, I'm I'm a Libra. I'm like Enneagram three. Like, I don't like getting criticism. I'm like, Ooh, like, okay, don't make me cry. Like kind of thing. But it's like, you still need that feedback. You need, I need somebody to tell me like what it is. I need them to tell me like it is. Right. I agree. I agree. So you went, so while you had Lyft and you're still with Lyft, you developed yes. other businesses. So what made you pick those up? And you know, what were they? So I got really bored. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I got really bored. Well, the, the truth of it is I'm a very creative person. I kind of go back to my dance 
background in choreography and I love a good creative outlet. And it happened, um, I want to say the end of 2019, I had the opportunity to go into a new podcasting studio. They were just opening up and I was like, hey, this is kind of a cool thing. I want to learn more about podcasting. And the thing about this that I want to kind of uh, underscore is that with Side Geek Central, with my podcast, I started it as a passion project with just the intention of serving a specific audience, which is service-based entrepreneurs. And that went through a couple of iterations. I didn't just like wake up one morning and say, oh, this is what you know the, the audience is going to be for. So, um, so I had the audience in mind first, and then I built the business around it. And in prior businesses, I did the reverse. So I kind of with SideGig Central built sales coaching because of the fact that the audience needed it. Mm. Um, because I always say, if you have your side gig, it'll stay a hobby if you don't treat it like a business straight away. Yeah. It's going to stay a hobby. It's not going to, it's going to be like this money pit. You're going to keep feeding into it. And then for me, it was like this, I needed to release my creative energy, whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, you take that as a grain of salt, but then it just kept building. And then I was like, ah, oh, let me just go like pitch the media. I'm going to just throw this pitch out and see if I get any beats. And I came back, I had this Forbes article. I was on um, the New York Stock Exchange talking about side gigs on Cheddar, like all of these things happened. And I'm like, what? I don't, like, okay, then maybe I should keep doing this thing. Maybe, you know, this is something uh, that'll, that'll really turn into a really cool business. So um, that's, that's how the podcast started. And it was because of the fact that the corporate quote unquote safety net was nice, but I was really bored. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people listening to this would like to say, oh, I would I wish I could be bored with my corporate gig at the same time. But a lot of the people listening to this are either ex-corporate employees who've left the corporate world or those who want to, who want to go into a side, like you call it, side business or own, be self-employed and so forth. Because, I mean, it's, along with the fact that I think that this 2020, what happened with the pandemic and everything, has caused a lot of people to re reevaluate where they are right now, what they're currently doing. And what they want to do with the rest of their lives, I think a lot of you know those who are coming into jobs. We you know we in the UK have coming to an end of this. This is being recorded in February. I don't know when people are listening to this, but in, in, at the moment we've been told by June of this year, hopefully this light to the end of the tunnel will be going back to things to normal, not new normal, but proper normal. We'll see. We'll see how things are. But things have changed dramatically the worldwide. And there are plenty of people who are returning to work into office environment who may not want to be in the office environment or two may not feel comfortable or three may not have a, a way to go back to because there are many businesses who've gone, who've closed doors. We, let's just be very real about it. I think the idea that somebody else can hold the, the key to your financial destiny is suicide for your financial life. That's as far as I'm concerned. So I love the idea that you have, that you had the ability to work with the corporate world at the same time, build a business up from the ground level, which you love. I know because I remember how much you love your podcast. I remember how much, how passionate you about sales. So it's fabulous that you're able to have this amazing business 
while having the safety net of your corporate job. <laughs> I think that's one of the, the one few great things about being in your position. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing your amazing journey with us, Lena. We, Lena, we are going to have you back. We have to have you back on a money segment, on a money talkie segment, where you'll be talking to us about something to do with sales, which we love to hear from you. But yes, tell us for now, where can we find you in the interval? Where can we go and find you, Elena? Yes. And thank you so much again, Gal, for having me. I always love talking business with you. Um, everyone can go find me on Instagram. I'm there way too much at sidegig underscore central. Um, you can go listen to the show, the Sidegig Central podcast, or you can go to the website, which is sidegigcentral.com. Wonderful. And for those listening on this or the podcast, remember all the links that Leila has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And for those watching on YouTube, it'll be down below will be on the description down below. All her links will be there. So please do go check her out. But we are going to have Elena back on our Money uh, money Talkie segment sometime very, very soon. We'll be doing everything, talking something specifically around about sales, which I know Elena can, has a wealth of knowledge she can teach us, but you'll be asking her to teach her one topic at least, which we, can, which we can use to help build our businesses. Thank you so much, Elena, for being an amazing guest. And for those watching or listening today, Thank you so much for joining us. I will be back with another amazing person with another amazing story sharing how they change their life by changing their mindset. I will be back soon. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.